It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You found home base for love, dating, romance, and relationships. That's all mm-hmm. us. I'm Angie Taylor. Say hello to our French romantic, Simon Marcel. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. La belle Angie Taylor, the beautiful Angie oh, Taylor. Wow. Always whoa, looking whoa. so great. I come in here ready for bed because as soon as we leave the show, <laughs> sleep, sleep. Well, you look pretty good for somebody <laughs> going to bed after that. But I like to talk about romance and love and dating before bed. This is good. Mm-hmm. It's good for all of us. Um, I want to, you know, grab a call um, that's been waiting since we walked in tonight. Um, our listener, Joy, talking about dating someone at work. This is really interesting because I was reading today about the new tour of Jay-Z and Beyonce. And I was talking to our producer, Jill, going, wow, we should do a topic about what it's like to date someone you work with or to do mm-hmm. business like hardcore business like that um, on a day-to-day basis, working together, living together, dating, your whole entire day Mm -hmm. is intertwined. Mm -hmm. I guess depending, it can be either a good thing or a bad thing. Right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Depending. It's all with that word, depending on the condition. Depending, yeah. Well, let's see what it depends on when it comes to our listener joy when we come back. If you're dating someone at work, what does that mean for you? I'm talking to you you that's dating your co-worker next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Love, dating, romance, relationships, and we give you advice if you have mm-hmm. any issues regarding any of it. Or if you want to just comment, 855-905-8255. We've had this call holding uh, from Oakwood, Texas on Mix 104.7. Simon, let's talk to Joy. Hi, Joy. Bonjour, Joy. Hey, Hello, what can we help you with? Um, so I've gotten myself into a little bit of a predicament. Uh, myself and a coworker have been dating. And prior to that, we it, it's somewhat of a, a newer relationship. It's been about like a month, two months. But prior to that, we worked at this company since it opened. So we've been friends for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they already frown on coworkers. Having mm-hmm. they, don't want any, they don't want any fraternizing yeah, there in the, you know, the yeah, workplace. So. Like minimize the drama, and I completely understand that. And the thing is, is no one knows that we have been dating. They just assume, you know, because we all hang out, like we're just, you know, good friends or whatever it may be. But I just got a promotion. So now at this point, it's like actually my contractual agreement that if I get caught with this situation, I could be fired. I could be terminated. I don't want to lose my job. I don't necessarily want him to have to leave. Do we just keep it secret or do we just like just cut the ties? There's a lot of companies that have that rule that you're not supposed to enter office date. And surprisingly, there are some companies that actually encourage it. They think it's good for the workplace. Really? Yes, huh. because it gives you a reason to go into work every day. Um, not that you live, <laughs> you don't live together. You're new. But, you know, if you're dating and it's fun and, you know, everybody works together, you have a lot in common, you're working together toward the same goal at work. Mm-hmm. Um, so it becomes a little dicey uh, where the company frowns on it. And you think you would be fired, but he would not be fired? Because I'm his superior at this point. Okay. Simon, what do you think? Uh, Joy should do in this situation. Uh, Joy, uh, before I answer, one more question. How much do you love this man? Or are you in love? Because it's only been two months. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's, exactly. that's that's the thing. I, I feel like there's a lot of potential there. Because, I mean, we just 
he's great. Like I do, I feel like it's almost like this puppy love, but no, I mean, it's still so new. I'm real. I'm going to be realistic about it. I'm not in love yet. Do I think it could be get there eventually? Absolutely. But so I do believe that if there's a chance for true love, just you two adults hide it. No, anything at work. No. And all right, be professional. And then in, you know, a couple more months, if things have developed really positively for both of you and it's going to go well, then revisit the question. But I think you can totally separate both for now. I would be upset if you just broke up now and then not give a chance to love. You're saying to hide it, Simon, but do you think you can hide it? Because here's the thing, Simon. Uh I don't know if you've ever had an at-work relationship. I have. I thought we were so slick. I thought we were hiding it from everybody. But after we broke up and I started pouring my heart out to coworkers, like, yeah, we knew you guys were dating. Like, obvious. I feel like we try to hide it. But do you feel like joy that you guys are hiding it right now, like Simon said? I would like to think that. I was pretty close with some of the other coworkers, and no one had mentioned anything to me or even hinted at it. Um, I think it's because we hang out when we hang out because we yeah. don't want the drama. You don't want from people at work to know. Busybodies. Okay, yeah, if, if Simon's right, if you guys can both handle it and you can both agree that we're not going to let anybody know, we're just going to do this, but you also have to. Think about what's more important to you at this stage in your life. Is it your career or is it the boyfriend? Because if it becomes known, you say you get fired, you have to think about that too. You do. That's realistic too. But you have to talk with him. It has to be mutual agreement on the strategy, not just yours or his. Together, one way or the other, but together strategy. Together, and you have to be very, very, very honest with yourself. Have one of those deep, dark talks with yourself about what's more important. That's something we can't answer, I don't think. I think that's something you really have to look inside yourself and and determine what's more important and be honest with each other. Give yourself time and go from there. Okay. All right. Good luck. Good luck to you. Have a good night. Bye-bye. I want to talk about dating in the workplace. Has it happened to you? How did that work out for you? And this Beyonce and Jay-Z thing, um, you know, can it work? Next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Hi, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Good evening, Angie. Good evening. Good evening. So we just had our caller, Joy, on the line talking about the fact that she is in an office romance. She just got a promotion. Mm -hmm. If they find out that she's dating a coworker, she's fired. That's mm-hmm. drama. Um, and I want to talk about dating coworkers because that, you know, some companies are cool with it, some are not. But let's talk about people that are married or in a long term, and everybody knows you're together. The reason I bring that up is because Beyonce and Jay-Z are going back on tour again. This is a very intimate that. setting. Yes, you're on tour. You're in every city. You're on bus. Oh, I'm sorry. Not buses. This is Jay-Z and Beyonce. We're talking about Private planes. You're on private planes. But you're in arenas. You're on stage every night. You're working. This is your job. This is your Mm. money-making thing. If you had a fight that morning about why didn't you put your cup in the sink? Why did you leave it outside the sink? Why do you always leave your underwear on the floor? Does that translate to when you go to work? I feel like sometimes it would be hard to have so much of your life intertwined. Do you think that you could function that way, Simon? I think it's possible to do it if you have the maturity. I think the older we get, the better we could do that. So let's say you and I, you know, we're married, and let's say we were on a radio tour, and we uh, would do show all over, you know, mm-hmm. physically. Station, I don't see why we couldn't do it. We would have fun. 
We so, would have fun, but there would be yeah. times where we are fighting in real life, maybe. And how do we turn that off and go on the air and, you know, advise people on their love lives when it I maybe want to jump across the yes, <laughs> jump across the thing. I want to talk more about business and love and family all intertwined next on the Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We love date, romance. We marry sometimes. And then sometimes we romance and date and love and marry and work together. That's right. How do you work with somebody that closely that you're married to? You have kids and now you're working every day. Do you think that would be hard, Simon? It would be hard. Now, now, let's talk about you and Jason. Oh, Um, you're talking about me? Yeah, you, you, Angie, and your husband, Jason. Would you find it difficult... If Jason was your co-host and you would work with him every day. Oh, God. No, no. And I tell like us to why. keep those things separate because uh, here's a, a few reasons. Um, the first reason is that I also like to go home at the end of the day and have something different to talk to my husband about. If we go home at the end of the day, okay. we know everything that happened already today. I got nothing new to contribute to the conversation, right? So... There's not like, how was your day? How was your day? Let's talk about it over dinner. Let's talk to our child. How was your day? (laughs) Nobody's learning anything new here. So it's kind of like one long, never-ending life of Mm -hmm. nothing in between that's exciting or different or new because we know everything that goes on in a day. That's a good point. And also, I don't want him working with me on the radio because I do radio. And if he... If he does something and tries to act like he knows better, I would have a problem with that. The same way he would in the opposite way. Um, There was a Chris Rock special that aired recently about this, and it's called Tambourine. Mm -hmm. Somebody has to be the lead singer. Somebody has to play tambourine in the band. Those Mm -hmm. positions shift. I want to talk more about roles in relationships next on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. Love, dating, romance, relationships, and the roles that we play mm-hmm. in our love, dating, romance, relationships. Hello, Simon Marcel, our French romantic. Bonjour, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. Bonsoir. So we've been talking about, um, you know, working together and mm-hmm. how that could be really difficult if you are married in a relationship and you also work together. I feel like in relationships, everybody has a role. Um, you know, with my circle of girlfriends, I feel like they're, everybody has their role. I feel like I'm the one that makes sure that we all do stuff together. I'm the connector. Like, Hey, Mm -hmm. we haven't seen each other in, you know, a few weeks. Let's all get together here. So I know that I connect. I have one friend that's the mommy that anytime Mm -hmm. anybody has a problem, everybody goes to her. She's got a great answer. I have another friend that's the motivator. Anytime, like, somebody needs a push in the girl power way, like, you got this girl, I got you, blah, blah, blah. She's the one that, like, makes you feel invincible. And with Jason, Jason, in our relationship? Yeah. Um, Jason, oh, God, that's completely different. Um, I would say that Jason is the glue that holds everybody together because- But what you role? My role is the- He's the glue um, and you are- I am the driving, like, let's do this, let's do that, making sure everything's on track. I am the scheduler. I am making sure everything is always done at all the, the time. The conductor of the orchestra. Um, not always. I mean, sometimes I'm bad at conducting, but he is. he makes sure that everything is going well all the time. But he's also the boss, which is, even though I say I'm the conductor, he's the boss. Because if he's upset, if things are not going well, then I'm like, oh, my God. 
I messed something up. <laughs> What's going on? I like to think I'm in control, but I just I feel like there's always, you know, somebody's a little like if it's 49, 51, there's always somebody mm-hmm. that's kind of like taking the reins and those roles shift. What do you feel like your role is, Simon, in relationships? I would say the coach because Do you feel it always the coach? Always. And that's in every aspect of my life. I'm always lifting up people I love. Never down. Always. That's the way my mom did for me. She lifts me up since I'm born. Lift my brother Ben and my sister Judith and even my dad. So from her I received the gift of the positivism, the joy of life, be positive. And if you're down, let's look at the you know the sunshine. Look at the the one light that you're not looking at. Never, never give up is my message. You're Evolution. always presenting. You you always have your Simon says. You always have your good quote Thanks. to lift somebody yeah. up. You no always have what. the yeah the silver lining on the cloud. You you always do come through with that. I will say that. Yes, I try. It's really the way I love. If I love you, I'll lift you up. And I, no matter how heavy you feel that day it's never too heavy for me and no matter what weight it's you so feel i'll carry out of you so your joy becomes my joy yeah i so that's the role of a coach you know it's just yeah. one person so that's really how i am in, in a relationship or in friendship i think or even at work you're you are the you're the life coach in the relationship i'm the worker b you're the life coach and i feel like there are some people that are different like jill our producer on our show, she's the empath. She's the one that feels everybody, that That's tries true. to make sure everybody is happy. Here is a crystal. I see your day is going a certain way. Here, you know what? I can tell you uh, did not have a good morning. Let me pump you up. Um, yeah. f- you know, for the rest of the day, there are different people that have different roles. And I don't know how Jill is with her boyfriend, Craig. So that that it would be interesting because she's with us, with friends at work. I don't know how Jill is oh. really. Well, we hey, could ask when we come, that. that you know what, Simon, you just led us onto a great topic. I want to know <laughs> when we come mm-hmm. back on the Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is the Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Love, dating, romance, relationships. Who are you mm-hmm. in your relationship? I think if you look at your friendships, you look at your love relationships. You know the role you play. Simon, mm-hmm. you said you're the coach in your relationships. I, that's my role, yes. I say I'm the worker B. I need to make sure everything is done, everything is put together so we can be happy. Um, right. Our producer, Jill, you've been in and out of um, the same relationship for many, many years. Yeah. Um, off and on. Mm-hmm. And you are the most empathetic, loving, caring, spiritual person. But at the same time, you're a worker B. Yeah. So how would you classify your boyfriend's role in your relationship my boyfriend is like the dreamer right like so he's always like even in an okay yeah it's gonna be okay don't worry about it we should never stress about anything oh that's the worst thing to say to people with anxiety exactly what there's nothing to stress over (laughs) yes let me just ask i mean jill and i are very very much alike in this way if somebody is so loosey-goosey about life we're like oh my god everything's gonna fall apart do you feel that way yeah i and it's frustrating because he thinks that problems that I have are not real problems. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm kind of like the realist in that way because he's like up in the clouds about everything. He's up in the clouds and not to defend Craig, but I, I really feel, he, I mean, he's he made his defend. life. Yeah, yeah, he made his life on his own, successful, uh, mm-hmm. a talent, uh, making his own money, no help from anyone. Sure. So when he says to you, it's going to be all right. I mean, his experience talk for itself, Jill, doesn't right. it? Yeah. It's true. It does. It does. So now we're talking about relationships that have been long and established. Let's talk to somebody in a brand new relationship. Do you already know your roles? 
Hi, associate producer Trisha in her uh, brand new relationship. Simon, so much love. Let's see where they're at next on the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's the rendezvous with Simon and Angie. What role do you play in your romantic relationship? We all play different roles. I think where mm-hmm. we start to fight is when we push back on somebody else's role, what they do, because it's not mm-hmm. like ours. Um, we've been talking about that, Simon, you're the coach. I'm the worker bee. And mm-hmm. we have someone here in a very new relationship. Well, I don't know. The parents have already met. I mean, I feel like marriage is imminent. It's official. <laughs> it's official. Our, hello, associate producer Trisha. Hello. You're in your 20s and yes. your boyfriend and you, how new are you? We're two months now. Do you know what your role is in this relationship like right now where i'm at yes i am a very um i don't want to say like a dominant like i've always like i'm also a planner yes so i tend to like schedule everything but he is also the same way and i kind of believe you know how like some people are like oh opposites attract Birds of a feather flock together. Okay. Him and I are like very, he is also somebody that kind of. Do you guys understand each yes. other in that way? Yeah. Trisha, yeah. Uh, who is in control? Who has control? You or Patrick? I want to say both of us are like That's on the perfect. same, we are on the same page. And you'll flip okay. yeah. back and forth as life goes on. And if you can find a way to support each other through the highs and lows and you know, when the the shift change happens yeah. and the control and shift. He because- is very, it's funny because he's more sensitive to that. So he's more of a, okay. like when I'm getting stressed out, you. he's like, it's going to be okay. Poor Simon <laughs> with these three very, very. No, I'm so lucky. You know, I mean, and so yeah. much love. Has entered the studio and lately Trisha and Patrick oh. so much love. I mean, this I is a very it. unique story we have in the house. All the love. Thank you for sharing your story, Trisha. Yes. Um, let's switch gears and uh, mm-hmm. enough about us and the show. Let's talk to some of our listeners. 855-905-8255. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for being with us tonight. Love, dating, romance, and relationships advice. Mm-hmm. All right here for you. Um, yes. And if you want to comment at any time, 855-905-8255. Or if you need advice as well, Simon, Angie. let's hello. Let's go to <laughs> um, our listener, Don, in Cedar Hills, Utah, listening on my 99.5. Hi, Don. Bonjour. Hey, doing? Good. What can we help you with? Well, my wedding is right around the corner. Congratulations. I'm, uh, I'm, mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm, I'm really excited about it, but uh, I've got kind of an ongoing issue. Um, my fiance's mom has become increasingly insistent that we start doing things her way. You know, we, we're having kind of a non-traditional wedding. It's a little more casual. And every okay. time we think we have things locked down, she comes back and, you know, wants to fight about every detail. Decorations, the flowers, my suit that I've already bought. Um, oh, no. <laughs> so... Is your fiance's parents, meaning mother of the bride, the one you're having a problem with, is she paying for the wedding? She gave us some money for it. Um, her parents are separated. So her, her dad gave us some money. Her mom gave us some money. My parents kicked in a little bit, and then we're picking up the rest. So it's, it's a combo package. It's a combo package. So she has mm-hmm. no right to insist that you do everything she says because she's paid for every single penny. Yep. Um, right. And it's not causing a rift between me and my fiance, but like it, it's really hard for me to watch because I see it to the toll that it's taking on Jenny, my fiance. Okay. Um, Simon, what do you say that uh, Don should do in this situation? 
Don, like Angie said, congrats. First of all, this is very exciting. Um, just a quick reminder. I mean, your fiancé's mother has been her mother since she's born. The dynamic existed way before you entered the picture and is extremely deep. And only you, fiancé, can ask for your help over time because when you look at like a mom and a daughter, when you look at a husband and wife, when you look at two friends, from the outside, you might see some pain, but you have to remember this has been built over years and years and years. But it's so, stressing out his fiance. I, I understand, but yeah. my strategy, my strategy for that is that over time, your fiance will lean towards you to give you the way to help her. But if you go too brutal and too fast. It's going to resist. She might even say to her mom, and it's going to explode. Because in every relationship, there is difficulty to change it by yourself. And she needs to trust you as a husband so that little by little, she will lean towards you. You'll have more weight than her mom, and you can help. Right now, it's a be patient, be there, be loving. But I would not touch this relationship because it's been existing for like way before you. So I don't know what Angie well, will say. But I, I say patience. I mean, supportive. mom. Is, yeah, mom is mom. Mom is always going to be there. However, mm-hmm. um, I will say that moms and daughters get particularly contentious during wedding planning, and moms can be crazy. So, I would suggest that you just empower your fiance in every single way possible. Whatever she feels, if she comes home and says, "You know what? My mom's being crazy about the flowers," that you grab your fiance and say, "You know what? I love you so much." I don't care about whatever flowers. If you feel strong, then you need to be bold enough to say it to your mom. Never go to the mother-in-law. You don't want to start a fight with mother-in-law before the wedding. Just empower your fiancé to feel as confident in whatever she needs to say or not say. Or just be there to listen. Don't always feel like you have to fix a problem. Sometimes she might want to come home and be like, oh my gosh, mom was driving me nuts about this or that. Just be the biggest support you can be because that wedding... We'll be over soon. It'll be the greatest part of your life. And then it's just the two of you. And you don't want to start a fight in the family before this big day. I agree, Angie. I mean, I'm on the same page. Yeah. Support, listen, let a vent, be supporting and loving. Yeah. It's not your fight to fight. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. All right. We wish Congratulations. You, That's we the wish most you the important. Best. Yes. Have fun. Enjoy this magnifique day of life. All right. Thanks. <laughs> All right. More of the rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. So we were just talking to our caller, Don, who was saying, you know, he was having problems planning a wedding. Mm -hmm. And the issue was that um, the in-laws were sort of taking over and he doesn't know how to navigate that whole relationship, Simon. Yeah, Um, his mother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. The advice we gave him was to basically support the fiance. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. that made me think of one of our co-workers here at iHeart who I made come down. Hello, Miss Nikki. Hi. Bonjour, Hi. Nikki. The reason I brought Nikki down is because um, there were some issues in planning your wedding, I know, mm-hmm. recently that just happened um, between you and your husband with his mom. Mm-hmm. And so it's even different for the female mm-hmm. to have to say to the man, hey, your mom is being this or that because, you know, mm-hmm boys and their moms you don't get involved in that relationship sometimes (laughs) so nikki when you were fighting how did you handle that situation knowing you guys were going to get married you couldn't you know step too much on somebody's toes i think in the beginning you kind of have a vision and a plan of certain things you want to do or you know um for your day and you start to realize that it's not just you and your significant other's conversations it involves 
everyone else at that point. Um, so I think initially I was pretty headstrong on those things and got into big battles. With mother-in-law. With mother-in-law. Okay. Um, and, it, you know, maybe my fault line was that I didn't communicate those off the bat to my partner. And it was more kind of my mom and his mom going through everything and he, looping him in on minor decisions that, you know, he wasn't wanted to be included in food, booze, mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Um, so these are details. Right. I want to talk about how you have those conversations, maybe what you guys could have both done differently. And that's next on The mm-hmm. Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous. Welcome back. Love dating, romance, and relationships. We're talking about how you have conversations with your in-laws, with the family of the person that you're with. Our coworker Nikki, is here. I brought you in because we were talking about wedding planning and some of the fights that go on. When you're dealing with in-laws, you admitted yourself, my mistake was, hey, I didn't communicate everything mm-hmm. that I needed to my partner to maybe let him go to mom. Do you feel like... Because the issue was with your partner's mother, that you would have liked to have had him take some of that pressure off you and dealt with it with his mother so you didn't have to be the bad guy? I think the fault was that we all didn't streamline the communication. And I think once it got so bad at one point, I made sure that every single conversation involved everyone, including him. Um, I also realized it was more important to pick my battles. Mm -hmm. Things that were super minute and that maybe really wouldn't have an effect on the day itself, I kind of stepped back a little bit and said, okay, you know, here's a few different options rather than just being so firm on what my opinion was versus hers. Okay. Nikki, so explain to somebody who doesn't know her what ticks with her. What is it that in her behavior, the way she expressed her concerns that gets under your skin? I think she's super passionate and has your best interest at heart, but just the delivery is wrong. Yeah. And the way you're saying you need to do this or you have to do that when truly, you know, there are no rules mm-hmm. to right. the, everything. Okay. I think people need to realize, when, especially in a family dynamic, what we might personally think is great for someone else mm-hmm. is just based on what we think is great for us. And Absolutely. You know, yeah. You have to let people have their relationships at yeah. the end of the day. And, and not project your desires, your wish, your anxiety, mm-hmm. and your fear on the new person in the family because she's not you. It's yeah. a lot, and it's a lot of pressure on you know a new couple, a new relationship. So thank you so much, Nikki. Sure. The wedding is over. Everybody's good. No more fun, planning. Now. <laughs> now all Just the fun the starts. Fun. All right, more of the rendezvous next with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. Love, dating, romance, relationships, our French romantic Simon Marcel. Yes, thank you. Bonjour, bonjour bonjour Angie Taylor. Bonjour la belle Angie Taylor. Oh, look at you. I love you. So I want everybody to know they can write us anytime, simonandangie.com. I mean, you can always call us as well, Mm 855-905-8255. But we do have an email specifically for our French perspective our french baguette here simon marcel (laughs) Um, thank you yes so someone needs your advice simon this is from bj they say i'm in my Uh mid-40s i i bumped into someone from my childhood though we've never hung up before we've been hanging out since we bumped into each other i find myself attracted to him but i'm unsure how he feels do guys this late in the game Hang out with women to be friends or only if they're interested in more? I'm not sure I am brave enough to make the first move. So obviously she's interested. She's mm-hmm. one, I don't know why age is playing into it. I feel like is 40s late in the game to find love? It's not, BJ. <laughs> I hope not because I'm 49. I mean, I'm still come searching. On. <laughs> I'm still searching. 
Simon, what do you say for her to do here? Ah, BJ, there is one thing to do, and it's a simple thing on this one again. If you feel it, you do it. If you feel you want to make the first move, go for it. You know what? Adults equals now we can do whatever we want. The beauty of this today, nice. life is short, okay? And I'm older than you, BJ. So uh, love you can find at 85. You can find it at 90. It's never too late until we, it's you know, we're gone. It's never too late. No. we on earth. we here. We're alive. We're well. We have a heartbeat. We have a wheel for partnership. And it's exciting. So I say follow your intuition. Follow your heart. Do not be afraid of rejection. You feel it. You do it. E basta. I will tell you this, Simon, a friend of mine, his grandmother just lost Mm -hmm. her husband of, I believe it was 60 years or something. Oh, sorry for that. Um, Yes, but she's been alone for the last year. She just found someone at her retirement community that asked her on a date, a lunch date. Yes, a man asked her on a lunch date. And my friend was saying, well, she was married for so long. Like, why now? Why now? I'm like, because why not? I mean, she's been sad. She lost the love of her life. Let someone find love wherever they can find it. Who cares where it is, when it is? I believe in finding love wherever you can find love. I agree 100%. And that's why we often talk about, you know, how I'm looking for love and all this. And, and if it happens, it happens. Until my last breath. I'm always open to meet somebody. It, that's what life is about. Sure. It's the carpe diem. It's, it's a sala joie de vivre. The, what is joy of life? Is to enjoy the life with a dare. So right. don't have regrets. Just go for it, BJ. Right. Yeah. It's she's not. Life. She's not brave enough, but maybe, you know, a cocktail might it's make a matter of little... desire also, right? Yeah, as much but... as you desire. I mean, that's what makes us do something extraordinary, including uh, say hello to a stranger. I agree. Go for it, BJ. We both agree. And I think a lot of the hang up here is that she's the female uh, wanting to know if it, it, you know, she should be brave enough to make the first move. We're always taught that we're not supposed to. When we come back tomorrow, we don't have enough time for for it tonight. But when we come back tomorrow, I'm starting the show with Mm -hmm. a female wanting to make the first move on Simon Marcel. Whoa. Yeah. Are you ready? For real. For real, real. Somebody wants ready? to make the move on me? Yes. And oh. I want to know what you feel about it. But that's, you know, you know a conversation for tomorrow night. For but tomorrow come, night. Yes. Yeah. There's more rendezvous when we come back. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks so much for being with us tonight. Our website, simonandangie.com. If you missed any love, dating, romance, relationship topics of the night with Mm -hmm. Simon Marcel and myself, you can always listen back to the podcast. We had a great show talking about dating a coworker. That was, you know, Joy's call. It was fine to date a coworker until I became his boss. And then what? (laughs) Um, You know, the different roles we play in relationships and understanding that other person's role and not holding them back because of it. Um, And then we also talked about finding love later in life. That came from the Bonjour Simon Marcel email that we just read. Somebody who said, oh, I bumped into someone from earlier. Now we're much older. Is it okay to pursue it now? Simon, that's where your Simon Says came in. And we told her it was okay because we told her it's never too late for love or to be loved. Meaning until your last breath. And and then she had a story about somebody uh, much older in life who found love in our retirement home. Yes. And, And so that shows... Never be desperate, never think, oh, why me? It hasn't happened yet. Or maybe, you know, it's never happening again. You're wrong. You never know. So take that dare and go for it. That's what we are alive for, to love and be loved.
Yes, I, I a thousand percent agree. And by the way, to that last email that we got at simonandangie.com, don't ever say I found love later in life at 45 because no, you're just, please. that's just not good. You're not later in life <laughs> at all. All right. Thank you so much for being with us tonight. In the meantime, um, you can see more Simon and Angie all over social media, Instagram, yes. Twitter, Facebook at Simon and Angie everywhere. Also on the iHeartRadio app. Anytime search Simon and Angie until tomorrow. Thank you for being with us on The Rendezvous. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit, Simon. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.